Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Colleen Bradley Show. I'm Bradley Trainer. That's Holly Roberts. Josh along for the ride today. Colleen will be back with us next week. She is in full possession of a meal from Waffle House, which I'm sure she will uh, regale us with the tale of upon her return. Allegedly, supposedly, her son said that the fact that his waffle from the Waffle House had the Waffle House logo on it, it was, quote, sick. Yeah. And the kids mean that in a, like, that's a good thing. You want to be sick if you're young. Yeah. All right. Speaking (laughs) of. uh, Speaking of Shaq. Speaking of Shaq. I want to talk about something very important. Actually, um, let's get right to. uh, There's a story about Michael Jackson that we're going to share with you this morning. But before we do, Holly, I want to bring people up to speed with a little uh, fantabulousness that's headed our way later this month it's the my talk 1071 20th anniversary birthday bash we are holding a birthday bash thursday july 21st from 3 p.m to 8 p.m by the way the my talk 20th birthday bash event at lush is presented by chen hessen dinner theaters we're having there's so much happening Bradley. There really is. I mean, so much. Plenty of fun to be had all day long. Yes. Yeah, so there's a live broadcast at Lush in Minneapolis from 3 to 6 p.m. We're taking over the Lori and Julia show. Everybody's going to be there. It's hosted by Jason. Jason's going to bring all the shows into separate segments. We're going to talk about the history of my talk, the lore of my talk. Some special guests are also going to be involved. I don't know who they're going to be, but you're going to have to listen. But they're going to be. Special secret surprise. Yes. And after the broadcast, the after party is happening at Lush. We'll have appetizers, drinks for all attendees. My talk trivia is going to be happening. And, ooh, and off air. Ask us anything. Yes, all the My Talk hosts are oh going to be on stage at Lush. That's dangerous. It is from 7 to 8 p.m., and the audience gets to ask us anything. Now, those of you who've listened to the Colleen and Bradley show for years, perhaps 10, because, well, we're celebrating 10 years on the air ourselves this year. We've made it halfway. Uh, what I will say is we've done the Ask Me Anything bit out at the State Fair every year. This time, you're going to be able to ask not just Colleen, not just myself, not just Holly, uh, not even Josh, if he's running the board that day, but every other individual here on my talk. So all your favorite hosts, whatever deep, dark secrets you want to get to the bottom of, bring them with you. Yes. But you can only bring them with you if you're in. How do you get in, Holly? How do you get in? I think we need an air horn for that. Pew, pew. Yeah. So next week. <laughs> next week. Oh, my.
my goodness. That's an extra special bonus for you. So. Oh, my gosh. Two ways to get in, Bradley. One, we have a birthday bash ticket giveaway. So every hour next week, this is next week, Monday through Friday, we're giving away a pair of tickets to the My Talk birthday bash at Lush. We're doing it old-fashioned way. Caller number seven, when we play the hot ticket sounder. That's all you got to do. Yep. And uh, again, I'm not going to play that sounder for you now because then people will call Yeah, somebody's going to call in. We're going to do that next yeah, week, right? Yeah, it's the old-fashioned Paris Hilton. That's hot. That's hot. Yeah, we've done that before Oh, in the is past. that the one? Yeah, oh! there, it's a special birthday sounder with Paris Hilton on it. So Fabulous. listen for that next week. Every hour, we're giving away a pair of tickets. And Bradley, but wait. There's more. There's another way that you can win your way into the My what? Talk 20th uh, birthday match. How else can I get in? You win a pair of tickets at one of our four live broadcasts in the next week. We have live broadcasts in the next week? Yes. Some folks are going to be out and about around town. And we'll have details about that later. Fabulous. I look forward to all those details uh, so that I can plan my schedule accordingly if necessary. Yeah. Now, Holly, is there anything else we need to share with the audience about the My Talk 20th Birthday Bash event at Lush? Yeah, I want to let you know. Presented by Chanhassen Dinner Theaters. Thank you. I want to let you know that if you missed any of that, all the details are on the website, mytalk1071.com, keyword birthday. It's all written there for you. You can get all the details. And I hope that you get a ticket. And that you get to come with us because I bet that ask us anything. Oof. Ooh, that's going to be juicy. Ooh, that's going to be juicy. Speaking of juicy, there's a story we need to get to. I uh, told you guys at the beginning of the show, we have to tell you about this Michael Jackson story. Now, I know you're thinking, what, what Michael Jackson story? What? Why? Well, I honestly have either forgotten or didn't know anything about this, but apparently three of Michael Jackson's songs on an album that came out the year after his death uh, were just removed from streaming services. And people believe that the three songs that were pulled have to do with this debate, which has been going on for years, that the vocals on those tracks are not Michael Jackson. And so that sudden disappearance of the tracks from major streaming services have led people to wonder, hmm, is that why they were removed? Uh, did you know about this? I had no idea about this. Like even the controversy surrounding fake lyrics with Michael Jackson. I didn't know fake lyrics, fake vocals. I didn't even realize that there was a posthumous album that was released. I, I, I don't know that I knew that either, but I can tell you that I've kind of stopped listening to a lot of Michael Jackson. Same. Okay. Uh, but I, what I want to do right now is play for you a clip from one of the songs that alleges to not be Michael Jackson's actual voice i don't think either of those sound like michael jackson but i think the first one less so the the second one has all of the like (laughs) yeah like what do you call that staccato Um, like i don't know some musical person understands what that uh effect is in his voice let's call it flare flare the flare sounds very much like michael jackson the tone may be a little different maybe it's just because i have not listened to a lot of uh, mid two thousands, Michael Jackson, right? Yeah, of whatever the uh, amount there was. Well, both those songs from this album, Michael, which was released in two thousand ten, the year after Michael Jackson died, they both sound like they're songs created by the Michaeltron two thousand. Yes, they both sound like they've been extremely edited, put together from a bunch of different takes. They don't sound, neither of them really sound like Michael Jackson. This sounds like it was made by a computer. Yeah. Sounds like a blender, if you will. Yes. Like they just hit the, like they. I am Michael Jackson. Yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah, like a uh, Conan O'Brien clip. Yes. Like, like with Conan O'Brien. Um, okay, so again, three of the songs, and here's here's what we know. Three of the songs were pulled, and that's why we're talking about it on the show today. Three of Michael Jackson's posthumously released songs suddenly disappeared from uh, streaming services. The songs are Monster, Keep Your Head Up, and Breaking News. They were all on that Michael album uh, that Holly talked about from 2010, which was just one year after he died which it's, I cannot believe he died in 2009. So many things, by the way, happened in 2009, because remember the very same day that he died? Farrah Fawcett died. Farrah Fawcett died. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is the year my dad died. Mm-hmm. It's the year my aunt died. And it's the year that I met Jamie. 2009. It was a very momentous year. Now, I'm being mildly facetious, but those things actually did happen. But but I, it's hard for me to believe that that's already 2009. The songs all disappeared from Spotify, Apple Music, and Tidal. Now, what's interesting about this is that one, uh, the rep for, I don't know who this would be a rep for, the official MJ website, I guess. They say that the songs are no longer being made available by Sony Munich Music for purchase or streaming, quote, but I should point out, says the rep, about the removal, that the removal of these three songs has nothing to do with their authenticity. The estate and Sony Music believe the continuing conversation about the tracks is distracting the fan community and casual Michael Jackson listeners from focusing their attention where it should be on Michael's legendary and deep music catalog. Oh, so it's our fault. Can you Hollywood speak that? Well, the Hollywood say. All right. Well, the Hollywood speak on that is there's some. Well, going deeper into this article, there apparently was a lawsuit from a fan that said that Sony Music, the Jackson Estate, and the producers of the songs were lying to consumers, saying that this isn't Michael Jackson's vocals, but you're saying that it is, and you're lying to us. I don't know what the status of that lawsuit is. I think she lost, and okay. but it's on appeal, or she could appeal. Yeah, so the Hollywood speak of that statement from the Michael Jackson Estate is, it's your fault that we're pulling yeah. these songs from well, our it's, catalog. It's Vera Sarova's fault. Yeah, it's the Vera. Pers- like, yeah. She ruined it for all of you. If you have a beef with the fact that you can't hear these tracks, it's her fault. Yeah, and why don't you give us some money while you're at it and go see MJ the Musical? By the way, for what it's worth, as TMZ points out, LaToya, Paris, Prince, LaToya being his sister, Prince and Paris's children, yeah. have all questioned the legitimacy of these tracks. So, or the vocals on the tracks. So this is not just fan conspiracy theories. It seems like to further, as Lori and Julia would say, Hollywood speak the situation that, um, there's reason to be concerned about their authenticity and to keep people from uh, further investigating the matter. They're just pulling the tracks and hoping that the conversation will go away. Mm-hmm. Well, that album, well, we were talking before we came on the show today, Bradley, and neither you or I even knew that this album existed. No. And what I'm hearing from those vocals from this album, Michael, that was released in 2010, I'm not surprised that some fans are skeptical of the authenticity yeah. of those vocals and perhaps also, that it was a cash grab by the estate. Didn't Now, this is all shaking something loose in my brain okay, before out, we head to the dirt alert. Yeah. Don't you remember the conversation about Michael Jackson singing that song on Simpsons and how that was allegedly not Michael Jackson, but then it was? What was that all about? So that's from an episode of The Simpsons in the early 90s where Michael Jackson appeared as a person who thought he was Michael Jackson, I believe, Bradley, off the top of my head with that story, is that Michael Jackson voiced the character speaking. 
he had a Michael Jackson impersonator sing the song Happy Birthday, Lisa, in the episode. Oh, that's right. It's Happy Happy Birthday, birthday, Lisa. Lisa, Lisa, it's it's your birthday. birthday. That, I believe, is the story around that. Everything referenced in Simpsons will come to pass at some point in the timeline. Ding! All right, uh, we're going to step back into a bush, just like Homer Simpson. But when we return, Holly's going to emerge from that bush with lots of dirt from Hollywood. It's a bushy dirt alert upon our return right here on My Talk 1071. With all the latest from Hollywood, it is the award winning journalist. Oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. It's Holly Roberts. Hello, Holly. Hi. No award winning journalism is happening in this room. You Let me know. tell you. You never know. That's true. Let us be open to the universe's delight. I want you to get what you deserve. Thank you. Now, unfortunately, this dirt alert, we have to start off with a notable obituary that just hit the wire. Actor James Caan has passed away (gasps) at the age of 82. I did not see that. Now, this just broke, I would say, about five or six minutes ago. So uh, when we were doing our last segment and it was just posted on James Caan's Twitter account, they announced that it's with great sadness that we inform you of the passing of Jimmy on the evening of July 6th. Now, the fan and the statement continues. The family appreciates the outcome pouring of love and heartfelt condolences and ask that you continue to respect their privacy during this difficult time. Now, James Caan, break, his breakout role was in 1972 when he played Sonny in The Godfather. He was nominated for Best Supporting Actor as well as a Golden Globe, and he reprised that role in flashbacks in Godfather Part Two. Uh, he was also known for his roles in Brian's Song, Misery, Dick Tracy, and Elf the nineteen seventy-five award-winning Rollerball. Rollerball, right? Oh my God! By the way, watch that movie just for like it's an aesthetic seventies weird experience. It's and- like future. Roller skates. It's like all the best things the 70s uh, had to offer. Well, because Rollerball, a movie, mistake me if I'm wrong, that takes place in some time in the near future. And uh, people deal with life through Rollerball competitions. Yeah, I rem- I forget what the actual, like, it's dystopian the plot was, but it literally just came across my brain recently. It, the year is 2018 in a futuristic society where corporations have replaced countries. Oh, oh, oh that's futures. Oh. Anyway, a violent futuristic game known as Rollerball is the recreational sport of the world. And literally, you fight to the death. And he was, you know, sort of the, like, bad butt of the movie. He was also a big role in Las Vegas. Yes, that television show in NBC. That's right, in his later years. Uh, So, you know, a big loss in the world of acting today. Uh, Other credits from him include, in later years, you might have seen him in, oh boy, Lars von Trier's Dogville, Bottle Mm. Rocket. So he was quite an actor. He also got his start uh, playing football for Michigan. Yes, he This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Played for Michigan State. He was a Spartan. He's, he's one of those people, if you don't feel like you know a lot about, you know, uh, Hollywood, you'd see him and you'd understand exactly who that is. Yeah, he was part of the new Hollywood renaissance. He was part of that group of actors, you know, who were highlighted in The Godfather, including Al Pacino, you know, Francis Ford Coppola directing The Godfather. So he was one of those guys in the 70s. I would put James Caan with also a Gene Hackman. One of those one of those leading men who were mm, a move away from the more traditional leading men of old Hollywood, for sure. A little rough around the edges, yeah, a little, Yeah, a little, a little grit yeah. to James Caan. So, right, yes, well, you, may he rest in peace, and uh, that'll be an opportunity for us to revisit his body of work later today on YouTube, because that's what I tend to do when someone famous like that passes away. Yeah, and he has quite a filmography, so you'll be able to uh, watch some of James Caan's best performances. Uh, Moving on from that, a little celebrity justice news that broke yesterday afternoon. Cheer star Jerry Harris was sentenced to 12 years in a child pornography case. Yeah, now he pleaded guilty to one count of receipt of child pornography and one count of traveling with intent to engage in illicit sexual conduct. Now, Jerry Harris was accompanied by friends and family. He was there in the courtroom and uh, he was facing up to, I believe, 30 years in prison for all of this. Now, he was one of the breakout stars of Cheer, which is a docuseries that premiered on Netflix back in January of 2020 in the before times. Yeah. And he was one of the breakout stars of the series. And then we got to know what was happening behind the scenes. This is like just one of the, you know, uh, inevitable outcomes of reality television. Because you can't. You know, there's always going to, I mean, this happens in the world writ large, but like specifically we've seen this happen before with reality television stars where, you know, they do great on camera, but the reality is the life off camera gets them in trouble. Yeah, you could go through a list of reality television stars who have gone to jail for various things, uh, including but not limited to, oh, Josh Duggar, mm. also in oh, prison God. right now, right? Uh, tax evaders like Mike the Situation Sorrentino, Teresa the, Judice. Uh, the Chrisleys. The Chrisleys. The hits just keep on coming, Holly. Uh, you know, and, and I expect in the near future that perhaps there might be a couple of other Real Housewives franchise participants who might be seeing time behind bars. But we don't have time for bet. that if right now. If there was now. a betting market on that, mm-hmm. I'd be in. You're listening to the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. I'm Bradley Trainer, along with Holly's Blind Items. Blinded by the items. Woo! And not only do we have the blind items today, but we've got folks to solve them. Including but not limited to Bradley Trainer, Donna Valentine, What's and up? Grant. What's up? <laughs> it's a super super sized blind item. Love Thank it. You. Thursday, 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 Thursday. Monster blind have. items like this one. The illiterate reality star, her family, and all the other people associated with them that do business with the horrific business manager have had years to dump the manager. They haven't. What secrets do you think the business manager has to keep them from dumping her? 
Oh, okay. Ooh, this so is different. I, I like was it. going in a different direction until about halfway through, and now I think that can't be right. A literate reality family. Well, fa- that person and their family. Okay, so it's not okay. Let's just start by process of elimination. This is not a Kim Kardashian. Yes, it is. I was gonna no, say KK. Oh, yes, oh, wait, it is. Yes, yes. Oh. yeah, Kim well, Kardashian. Yeah, family. but then yeah. I was like, they can't get rid of their mom. Oh, no, are you saying ma- manager is mom? Not no. Chris Jenner. Oh, somebody manager. They have been working with for quite some time. Oh, well, I know who that is, but these people don't. No, yeah, I'm not. Gonna Only is that. it the person that we talked about earlier today, Holly? Uh, we did not talk about this person earlier Who today. works hand in glove with Chris Jenner to uh, facilitate some brands for the children. It is not. Oh, okay. Uh, All right. we'll, no. we'll tell you more about that in a later segment of the show. Okay. Today, but. This is a manager, not a producer, right? Uh, this is a manager. Yes, a business manager. Okay. okay. So mm-hmm. it's not Do we know guy. this person? Like, would we know their name? Yes, we know their name. And Bradley, here's a hint for you, because I don't know if Donna and Grant have talked about this person on their shows. We talked about this person earlier this week on several occasions. This business manager. Oh, 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 okay. you got it. Okay. Mm. So I got this because we've talked about this person. It's a female. Oh, and yeah, she I, was has... going... I was going Saul Mankiewicz. <laughs> Saul Mankiewicz. Just somebody I mean. <laughs> <laughs> An old Hollywood director? I don't know. Isn't there a Mankiewicz? Oh, yeah, there is Mank. Yeah, yeah. I like with the, the ghost of Lou Wasserman. That's oh. it. No, no. Okay, I want you guys to think this. she is connected and most noted for being the manager. Oh, that Gina Rodriguez person? No, but okay. now you're really, like, you are a listener of the Colleen yes, Bradley show absolutely. to pull that name. Not the actress. She's talking about the woman who represents Honey Boo Boo and used yes. to represent Tan Mom. Um, no, this Tan. is a woman... <laughs> I just like to be I'm Dan. I like <laughs> New Jersey's finest. Oh, Nutley. She's from Nutley. That's you know who else is from yes, Nutley? Martha Stewart. Thank you. Yes, okay. I used to hang out in Nutley quite a bit. Connect all Did the you? dots. Mm-hmm. No, back to this blind item. This manager is most noted for her relationship managing one of the most famous women in the world. What? Who has gotten Oprah? lots of attention. No. Who's gotten lots of attention this year. After many, many years of needing attention. Oh, Madonna's a good guy. I was going to say Madonna. Yeah. Is it Madonna? No. 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 All right. You're going to have to help us. Somebody. Think of the most, one of the most famous pop pop persons in the world. Pop. Adele? No. No, no, no. Think about this person. There's been a whole movement about this person. Britney Spears is mad. Do you know who we're talking about? She's in your neck of the woods, Donna. Out no. east. Actually, well, I, no, I, she she was out east recently, and we thought maybe she and Brittany were going to hook up. Remember they went to New York? Oh, that we thought Brittany and Donna Valentine were going to hook up? <laughs> no, oh, the man. I don't think I would know her name. Uh, her name is Lou Taylor. Yeah. Now, okay. I think that, Bradley, you were mentioning, because Lou Taylor was based in Nashville, and Donna yeah. Valentine has a special relationship with yes. the country music world. <laughs> That's right. Cue the banjo. Yay! Love Nashville. Okay. So, Kim Kardashian, her family, and all the other people associated with them that do business with Lou Taylor have had years to dump the manager. Now, they haven't. So, what secrets do you think Lou Taylor has to keep? Oh, totally. Has on the Kardashian. For keeping them now, this was news last year, so this is public knowledge. 
that members of the Kardashian-Jenner family have done business with Lou Taylor at various points in time. Lou Taylor served as a, quote, agent for service of process for Kim Kardashian's fragrance line for Kylie Jenner, uh, Kylie Jenner's Kylie King LLC, mm. also working with Travis Scott at one point. So... They are in business, the Kardashians, with Lou Taylor. I'm telling you, this Lou Taylor person, somebody needs to do a podcast yeah, or a some, New York he's Times got, piece. Or she's got dirt, obviously. Yeah, well, and she seems to have had the reputation, if I remember correctly, of seeking out people who she thought she could make a lot of money Capitalize. off of who were perhaps vulnerable. There you mm. go. That, I believe, is the allegation okay. beyond just Britney Spears. But, wow. Um, and also, like, the weird relationship she had with her dad. They had, like, a religious-slash-business relationship. Like, they loaned him money, right? Jamie Spears and yeah. Lou Taylor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that Lou Taylor loaned Jamie Spears money before the conservatorship of Britney Spears was formed. Mm-hmm. Then wow. there's a whole association. Then you start going down that rabbit hole. I think I mentioned it in a, yeah. in a dirt alert on the Lori and Julia show. Remember that Lou Taylor and TriStar Entertainment, they sold their offices in Nashville, moved to Franklin, Tennessee, allegedly, supposedly, maybe to be close to Gwen Chamblin. Yes, mm-hmm. who died in that horrible plane crash. The subject of uh, the Way Down documentary about her religious... What? I don't want to call it a church because it was like a cult. Organization. Yeah. Okay. So she was, Lou Taylor was connected to her. Did you not watch The Way Down? I did. That's didn't. the lady with the big, big, big blonde hair down I'm in. I'm watching it now. Oh, you need to watch it. Yeah. 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 It's terrifying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Should we do happens. another blind item? Yeah. 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 Blinded by the item. With Donna and Grant. Hey, hey, hey. So let's solve this. This foreign born, one named A list singer has been trying her hardest to get pregnant with her cheating boyfriend. Mm. So that way, oh. he'll mm-hmm. be forced to stick around forever. Yeah, we got it. This has got to be Adele and Rich Paul? Yes! Yes! yes. Oh, oh why is he cheating sad. on her? She's well, we'll, nice get, we'll get to that. Fill in the blanks, house. Yeah, so Adele has been trying her hardest to get pregnant with her boyfriend, Rich Paul, who, anti lawyer, insists has been cheating on Adele for quite some time. You know, she wants to keep them around. Now, what's interesting is there have been these rumors. And in fact, there was a whole rumor that they had broken up and were not seen together. And then right as those rumors came out, she made this full, like full court press attempt. I mean, literally, I think they were on a basketball basketball game (laughs) um, to be seen Mm -hmm. following those rumors. Rumors. And this would indicate perhaps this uh, rumor has more legs than we thought, Holly. Perhaps. She's got a lot going on, Adele. She does, and it makes me sad. You know why? Because I am a huge Adele fan. Yeah. But all this, like... Rooting for her, you know? Tabloid yeah. stuff is just yeah. really frustrating. A little bit. All right. Mm-hmm. Let's do another blind item. Blinded let's move on. I don't want to think bad thoughts about Adele today. <laughs> <laughs> More salacious celebrity gossip mysteries. With Donna and Grant. Hi. Although her recent interview confirmed things NT Lawyer has been saying about this A-minus slash B-plus list actress for well over a decade, she is still not being completely honest about her current condition, which is not good, or her childhood, or the summer off the coast of France, which also changed who she was in a very bad way. Oh, and dumped the boyfriend. What? 
Hmm. Holy smokes! Okay, recently oh, Amy B plus actress who's had has been lying about her health issues. Well, this person did a recent interview and is being honest about some things, but <gasps> NT lawyer is saying. There are still a lot of things that are not being disclosed. Oh, yes. yes. Donna's, Donna's got, got it. it. I yep. think it's Hayden Panettiere. Yes. 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 Ding, ding. Good job. Thank if, you. If you guys listened to that yesterday, it was her answers were so... It sound, she sounded scared. She sounded lost. She didn't sound... that this, Her interview on GMA is what we're referencing, and we yeah. played a lot of it yesterday, and I listened to it because I cut it up, and I'm like... She didn't sound confident when she said she's like, I'm sober today. You know, like yeah. she didn't sound confident well, in that. Answer. Like maybe she was trying a little too hard. So fill in the blanks, Hollies. Hollies? So, yes. Both of you. Likewise. <laughs> uh, although Hayden Panettiere's recent interview can thir- confirmed things NT Lawyer has been saying about her for well over a decade. Hayden is still not being completely honest about her current condition, which is not good. Her childhood or the summer off the coast of France. Which changed her in a very bad way. Oh, oh, and by the way, dumped the boyfriend because even though she says that she's single, what NT Lawyer is saying, she's still with this guy, Brian Hickerson. Oh. Uh, she's a bad picker, I think. <sighs> yeah, she well, is. can I be or honest? Or maybe she's the person that's the common. Can I be honest? Um, as, as an individual who has some substance abuse past, uh, as an uh, <sighs> alcoholic, and. Um, it was very common for me at that point in my life at my lowest to maybe find some other unhealthy people to yes. be around. Yes. And I wonder yeah. oh, if, if, great it, point. if there was a little bit of that. Like, if you're sober, you maybe aren't going to make those choices. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. 100%. Because there was like a lot of domestic, you know, issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes was, it was, you know, her. Well, her boyfriend was getting into fights all the time. Yes. Yeah, well, yeah, and yeah. by all accounts, I don't think her previous relationship, oh, were they married, Vladimir Klitschko? I don't no. think so. I don't think that relationship was super healthy either, right? No, I feel like she was the abuser, if I remember correctly. I don't want to like yeah, no, no. make a false I, statement. I'm just saying it seems like this has reportedly. been a pattern, but I wonder if the abuse, uh, the, the substance abuse, you know, made that worse. Darn 100%, it. I think it did. Well, hopefully she is getting to where yeah. she needs to yeah, be. Yeah, I like her. I want, I'm oh my God, we her. have to go. I want to keep time. doing these for the rest of the show. Can't we just do this for the rest of the yeah. show? Holly? <laughs> well, you're stay I'm looking at Holly. Sure. She's like, I don't. No, I got to go. <laughs> All right, fine. Donna, Grant, Thanks, thank guys. you so much for filling in. Holly, thank you for those delicious blind items, as always. And when we return, oh, and Josh, thank you for the dinging and the buzzing. When we return, Holly's going to remind us why Ed McMahon didn't actually work for Publishers Clearinghouse. What? We'll learn about it when we return right here on My Talk 1071. And welcome back to the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. You guys think Ed McMahon worked for Publishers Clearinghouse? But it's a lie! I know! <laughs> okay, so Holly got to the bottom of this mystery. Seriously, why are we talking about Ed McMahon and whether or not he worked at Publishers Clearinghouse? And also, of course he did. No, he didn't. Because he used to carry them big checks and be like, hey, you just won. Here's your flowers. Hey, I'm coming to your house. <laughs> and I'm going to sit on your couch. <laughs> Give me some coffee. No, Bradley. Turns out, spoiler alert, Ed McMahon never worked for Publishers Clearinghouse. He was never a spokesperson for Publishers Clearinghouse. Didn't happen. Well, wait a minute. But then why do we all think that he was? Because I'm telling you, I have memories in my head. Of him outside of a person's home with a big fat check that says, you know, $50,000. 
He never worked for Publishers Clearinghouse, well, Bradley. Here's the real meal deal. Okay. We're all suffering from something called the Mandela effect. Oh, yeah, that's the like thing where we all misremember things as a group. Yes. Right, which uh, allegedly, not allegedly, which does, I just don't remember the specifics, has to do with a memory we have of Nelson Mandela. Yeah, so the Mandela effect, and we've talked about this before on the Colleen and Bradley show, but it's a phenomenon and it's defined as an instance where you remember something that doesn't match with historical records. And it all comes from the fact that Nelson Mandela, he passed away in 2013. Now, a lot of people thought that he died when he was held a prisoner in the 1980s. And they swear, people swore that they remember. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. News coverage of his funeral in the 80s. That is a lie. Nelson Mandela went on to be president of South Africa. But for some reason, people yeah. thought that he died in the 80s and they swore that they saw his funeral on television. Yeah. So that's since become known for that type of behavior where the, the Mandela effect has been known uh, or has become known as symbolic of that type of misremembering. Exactly. Well, so then take me down the journey of how we got to Ed McMahon not working for Publishers Clearinghouse. Our friends at Snopes.com did the deep digging. Oh, okay. I ran across this randomly, Bradley. I do love Snopes and still recommend it. And thank God for them because without it, the world would be... Oh, wait. Well, we're better. I... Tell me the story, Holly. So, Ed McMahon, I had a Mandela Effect situation, too, before reading this article. Like you, Bradley, I swore that Ed McMahon was a spokesperson for Publishers Clearinghouse. He brought the giant novelty check worth $10 million to your doorstep. People would start to cry. It would change lives forever. No, Bradley, it turns out Ed McMahon, he was a spokesperson for something called American Family Publishers. Okay, what's American Family Publishers? It's the competitor to Publishers Clearinghouse. Oh, so they were still dumping off checks or something? Yes, Now, American Family Publishers, now the word publishers appeared much smaller than American Family, perhaps because they knew that there would be possible confusion with American Family and Publishers Clearinghouse. Okay. So some people thought that Ed McMahon worked for Publishers Clearinghouse, but no, it's a lie. So it's just that we were so familiar with uh, Publishers Clearinghouse and we were also so familiar with seeing Ed McMahon on our television more yes. than the like besuited uh, couple that would show up for. Because if I do remember, if I'm trying to be actually factually correct, Publishers Clearinghouse, there were people in suits that would show up at your door, weren't there? With like a check and like flowers and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So Publishers Clearinghouse, they would show up in a, in a Ford Astro van with Publishers <laughs> Clearinghouse on the side. Somebody sitting in the back with a novelty check. They go out the side and then they go to your door and then Phyllis and Diane get giant novelty hey, checks. Hey, you just won a million dollars. Worth a million dollars. Now, here's an idea for a podcast. 
Somebody go and find these people who want a publisher's clearinghouse million dollar jackpot. Yeah, that, well, yeah, that's a podcast. I'll, I'll, actually, you know what? I'm writing a note to our good friend Willa Paskin from Dakota Ring Podcast because she gets to the bottom of history's mysteries just like these. So Fantastic. she needs to tell us more about. Because what you're saying to me is, and again, if you guys are just joining us, Holly has just reminded us of information we didn't actually know. No. That Ed McMahon wasn't an employee of Publishers Clearinghouse. He was working for another outfit that was doing something very similar. And for those of you under the age of, I don't know, 40, 5, 40? I would say under the age of 30. You think people who are 30 know this? I think, scheme. yes. Okay, well, whoever is uh, not aware, the way this worked is you'd get a big fat envelope in the mail. Yep. Uh, and you could get an entry to win a million dollars or whatever it was by buying magazine subscriptions. And yes. you would take these little, there would be little stamps, basically, that you, like that were all attached on a perforated piece of paper. And you would peel off or like detach the stamp for the magazine you wanted, if I remember correctly, mm-hmm. lick it and stick it on an entry form. Yep. And then you'd get your magazine subscription and you'd also be entered to win Big Fat Bucks and Ed McMahon or some other rando people in a Ford Astro van yeah. uh, it, showing up at your house. And it was rando people. They stopped at store, uh, doorsteps. The PCH Prize Patrol. Yeah. That was the publisher's clearinghouse. Now, I'm looking through old commercials too, Bradley. Ed McMahon is not showing up to anybody's doorstep with a giant novelty check. Oh, man. He this shows is so up, weird. He shows up in commercials for American Family Publishers. Ed McMahon's face was on the envelope that used to get sent to your so house. That's the only time we ever saw him was his face on the envelope. Yeah, and he was holding a certificate with his face on it for $10 million for American Family Publishers in some of these old commercials. Sometimes he was joined by Dick Clark. Oh my because God. he was in on this scheme, too. Well, and they were also the hosts of? Uh, bloopers and Practical Jokes, yeah. right? Yeah, TV's Bloopers and Practical Jokes. Yeah. So these guys were hustling. They just weren't showing up at your doorstep with that a giant so novelty crazy. check. I want to thank you for doing what apparently we were all in need of, and that's correcting the record about Ed McMahon's role in uh, publishing gimmicks of the 1980s. You didn't think you needed to know it, but now you do. 